This is Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Life's hard and you don't need to go through it alone. Together, we're going to find God's direction for living. To join the conversation, call 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Now, live from the studios of WDCX, here's your host, Linda Penn. Hey, welcome to Today's Living Hope. We are glad that you have stopped by. And I have a two-hour packed program today from one to three, and we are glad that you are on, you're aboard with us. Uh, Whether you're traveling, you've tuned in, maybe even for the first time, this is WDCX 99.5 FM and 970 AM. We're on from one to three on those two stations, and then again, four to six on two other stations um, later this afternoon, streaming worldwide. And actually, we're on three podcasts. All you have to do is go to todayslivinghope.org, and that's my website, and you can find out what we do, how we do, and what we're about. But now that you are with us, I am interviewing Dr. Julie Caton, and I am so excited to have her because she's written a book that I've been waiting on for years, for years, and... um, I'm getting a, just a little bit of a, a note from my engineer here. Hey, Dr. Caton has written a book that I have prayed about and wanted that to happen for such a long time, and the name of the book is Soul Pain Revealed. I want to tell you just a little bit about her, and I really want to get in right away in this first hour so we can cover everything. D- Dr. Julie earned her Ph.D. in counseling psychology from SUNY in Buffalo, and she also holds a Master of Science from the University of Rochester and a Bachelor of Arts cum laude from Smith College. Wow, we got quite an academic student here. (laughs) Dr. Julie worked on staff at the Genesee County Mental Health Clinic for 18 years and was a mental health consultant for Project Head Start. But there's so much more about Julie that I want you to know before we actually start start to talk about her book, because I want you to get to know her. Dr. Julie, welcome to today's Living Hope. Thank you so much, Linda, for having me. Um, what did <laughs> I want you to pull your mic a little bit closer oh, because okay. you have a soft voice, and I want oh. to make sure people can hear you. Okay. Okay. Is this good? Uh, probably just a little bit closer. Is that okay? More? Okay. Okay, guys. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, that's my a lot head better. is hiding behind the mic, but so, at any rate. Hey, hey, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here and that you drove in because you live kind of north of Batavia. Right. And so that's a little distance. So um, you shared this book with me uh, a few months ago, and I uh, ha- have read most of it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've been waiting for the connection on how does secular psychology and the fact of having a faith-based influence in your life really, I think, propel you forward in your own healing mind, body, soul, and spirit. But first, Julie, tell us, who's Julie Caton? <laughs> Who is Julie Caton? Well, I, you, thank you for warning me you were going to ask that question, <laughs> because if you hadn't, I would have said no. Um, and this is really not so much about me, Linda. This has more to do with my love for Jesus Christ. And if I, is this okay if mm-hmm. I talk? Mm-hmm. Um, my love for Jesus Christ and wanting to um, bring him into the two areas in my life that I love. So I love academics. Mm-hmm. I love reading. I love studying. Um, obviously, with three degrees, it's, it's a pleasure for me to actually be uh, in an academic environment. 
I, I came to respect the scientific and humanistic orientation mm -hmm. of the scientists that I was studying under. That's on one part of me. The other part of me, though, came to fall in love with Jesus Christ when I was a senior in high school. And then my whole life propelled forward in learning more and more about the Lord and more about the Holy Spirit and Father God. So... Three years ago, in 2016, I realized that there's this huge gap between my professors who basically were not thinking in the supernatural or faith and my ministers and Christian colleagues who were thinking about um, helping people in a faith-based way. And one of the things that I wanted to do is bring these two pieces together. So that's the origin of the book. And uh, we're going to talk more and really dive in. Who is Julie personally in her everyday life okay. so we get I, I want our listeners to really get a well-rounded who julie is what she likes um we know who you are academically you know the lord and you saw the challenge and you're going to write a book but we're like sitting on the couch together so who is julie kind of and how she lives her life and what her interests are and what does she do? Well, at this stage, um, I'm going to be 75 in July. So um, I have lived about 12 years uh, as a single woman, divorcee. And um, I have a practice out of my home. Mm -hmm. And I have two co-therapists. One is a Havanese dog and one is a Shih Tzu. <laughs> and uh, honestly, they, they allow me that chance of if I can't figure out what to say to a yeah. client, I'll say to the dog, well, what do you think about it? And that kind of breaks the air mm -hmm. up. So mm -hmm. that's what I do for my practice. And I love serving people, helping people who know Jesus, because I believe that the basic resource is the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's in my office. But I do have a passion for riding horses, and I have a gelding forge who's 15 years old, a handsome black horse with a white blaze, blaze, and his name is Forge because God does a lot of work with me when I'm sitting in the saddle trying to explain why life is going on the way it is because there's a lot of suffering going on in the world. And one of the f final pieces of this book was a psychology of suffering, um, and that came to me because I had a... Episcopal priest grand uncle who had written a book in 1963. His name was Uncle Pudge. That was what we called him. Um, and he said that the scientific community and the religious community had one thing in common. They wanted to reduce suffering and they mm -hmm. needed to put their heads together and figure it out. And he challenged someone to do it. And I read that book and I took up the challenge. Mm, that's, that's wonderful. So, um, isn't it amazing when you're out and uh, you least expect it, the Holy Spirit really starts speaking to you? And I, I picture you out riding that beautiful horse and just in, enjoying creation, and you had the Creator talking to you and then plus resources and people. And isn't that just how God works? Yes, it it's, is. It's just, oh, it gives me um, Holy Spirit cheer, chills. chills. Absolutely. The verse that first came to me, and I want to start with this and I want to end with this, is um, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and it's John 14, 6. So when we kind of have that over here on the side as we're talking throughout this interview about this book, and I can't, I can't recommend this book highly enough, and I, we want to kind of prove that to you in this hour <laughs> interview, but I wanted to start because he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he even brings everything together. So my, I guess my next question, Julie, is, why did you write this book? You give us a real quick thing here at the beginning, but tell us more about the depth of why you um, wrote the book. Well, definitely I believed in both sides of the um, equation. 
So <clears throat> I began to think, how am I going to share, how am I going to bridge my pr professional scientific self with the uh, faith-based supernatural self? And as a result, I thought, well, what are the premises out of which I'm operating? Um, and what are the questions that I think my readers should learn? So one question is, what is the root cause of a person's soul pain? And could God offer a psychology of suffering that would heal this pain? So this book actually is my reflection. It's the mm. process of my kind of putting these puzzle pieces together. So that's one of them. Um, and I operate with a basic premise that there is a loving, personal God, and we are in a loving co covenant with him. But the scientific field of mental health and psychology has developed very effective tools for dealing with pain and suffering, but these two worlds have not uh, effectively come together to communicate. So the book's whole purpose is to um, share vocabulary so both groups understand the vocabulary of the other party, share premises so both groups can have respect for the other person's premises, and any given person who's listening or reading can say, I'm going to use some faith for this part, I'm going to use some scientific psychology for this part, and that person can do a meld, whatever works for them. You know what, and we're finding out that the um, both are wanting to blend. Um, I'm a counselor at In His Name Outreach Counseling Training and Recovery Center, and we train recovery coaches and things. And we have found um, when we first started kind of wiggling our way out there, um, you know, it didn't seem to be too receptive, but it be, is becoming more, and this even just substantiates your book even more, because they know they both need to be blended in order for people to um, pull out of that suffering and actually be uh, walking a healing way. And that's why I spend so much time teaching Healing Journey. And um, and so this is so practical and so good that you spent the time. How long did it take you to write this book? Well, I did a draft early in 2017 that was only um, probably six to eight weeks. And one of the reasons for that is because I was under the mentorship of Randy Clark of Global Awakening, and he had said that he would um, at least read the book. Sadly, his schedule was so busy, he didn't end up doing that. He did end up writing a forward. But then I ended up having to edit it, and I edited it probably three or four times. And we're talking a 300-page book, read word for word three or four times. So it was finally published in 19, right before wow. the pandemic hit. Well, and how perfect for that to happen for people who couldn't get out or stuff and they could pick up this book. Or even I have to strongly suggest... Um, and we'll talk more about it, too, as the, the study guide or workbook that goes along with it. Uh, yeah. I've already started uh, using it, and it's absolutely fantastic. Great. And we have a lot more we want to talk about as we come back because we're going to really highlight some chapters. And the chapters are so intriguing and interesting, but we wanted to pick out a few that we wanted to talk about. Do you know that sometimes in life we have those unexpected things that happen? Um, a tragic accident, something on the road, something that has happened and it is called personal injury and you really don't know who to contact. You're confused, you're bewildered. Well, I want to introduce you to Tom Grillo, who is a personal in injury attorney with Foreman Attorneys here in the Buffalo area. We're going to take that break and we're going to be right back. Don't go away. One minute you're living your life, the next it's turned upside down. An injury leaves you with physical pain, financial stress, and the uncertainty about what lies ahead. 
But when you have a personal injury attorney that fights for you, you can begin to get through these challenging times. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, slip and falls, defective products, workplace and construction injuries, and much more. I am proud to be with a firm that has been protecting the rights of injury victims for more than 50 years. My personal goal in every case is to protect the rights of our clients and maximize their financial recovery. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury, I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. And please be sure to mention that you heard this ad on WDCX. Attorney Advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. For years, you've been suffering with health problems. You've seen one doctor after another, but your symptoms haven't gone away. It's time to seek a natural solution. When the right combination of natural health therapies and whole food supplements join forces, you have Synergy. Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. At Synergy, we teach our patients how to thrive holistically because God designed the body to heal and function on its own. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. We have successfully helped patients battling health issues like acid reflux, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autism, autoimmune disease, infertility, and much, much more. You can take control of your health without relying on medications or surgeries. Get rid of the pain, depression, exhaustion, and so much more and start living the life you were meant to live. And it starts with a simple phone call. To make an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. Inesneem Outreach is a nonprofit faith-based counseling and community resource center. Inesneem Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. And His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iKnow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 2911. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, welcome back. It is today's Living Hope with your host, Linda Penn, and I'm interviewing Dr. Julie Caton, and she's written a very intriguing book, and it's called Soul Pain Revealed, and it really is bridging the gap between the secular world of psychology and a faith-based approach as those come together as we walk through suffering of life we already know jesus has healed us if you have a personal relationship with him he is the way the truth and the life it says that in john fourteen six, and yet the the two need, are being brought together and understood in a more articulate way and that's why julie's written this book this book is for psychologists psychiatrists it is for counselors it is for the lay person, and it is for the counselee and the counselor, and saying, and um, 
I think it's beautifully written and it's challenging. And we mentioned the premises um, before break. And I, I wanted Julie to bring attention to a couple of chapters. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about chapters five, six, and seven uh, and why the two bridges do create a link between science and faith. And how is that possible? Because those are some questions that people challenge right away, right? Right. Well, one of the most important um, takeaways from this book is this, there has been study, re- good, solid research, especially at the University of North Carolina and also at University of Pennsylvania, on how faith helps people heal. And this is not um, proposing that everything has to be based on Jesus Christ. This is saying if a person has a faith attitude towards the world around them, they get they benefit from their own healing process. So that is a give me. So please, both populations, whether you're in the faith-based community or in the secular scientific community, need to know that faith in the soul of a person is helpful for healing. Uh, which we believe that there is a bridge, and in that soul is the only place that God has made us in his image, and that's where when we invite Jesus in, in that soul, is where then he sets up and brings complete healing from the inside out, the combination of the two. But I think we need to learn more about it. I think we question, depending on how we're trained, how what our beliefs are, and you're saying, let's look at this a little bit closer. Correct. Let's realize in the premises that were established that you have done the research both ways, and you have the best of both worlds, academically trained, plus you know Jesus, so you can say that, yes, a bridge can happen, through that mental health and, and faith. Right. Uh, and one of the other interesting things that I was looking at the bridge is that the um, principles of how to live a healthy and good life are very much the same between a secular psychologist, Quentin Heider is a Christian one, but he, he, on page, I think it's 35 in the book, he talks about how to live a good life. So we have the similarities between both of these landscapes saying the way to live a healthy and good life is X. And we have also the um, practices that both groups use, such as journaling, such as the confessionals, such as um, inside-oriented, different things. Both groups propose that these are ways of helping somebody. So I was stunned to realize that whether the um, secular community has been taking from the Bible all these years or whether the Bible has been you know, influencing the secular community, but their styles of hamp- helping a person are pretty much the same. And we also know that there's a difference between religion and relationship. Um, religion isn't uh, as defined these days does not have the same criteria as saying I have a faith-based religion Uh, religion is something more man-made and follow the rules and do this and and um, and that and we're talking the the combination of the two who now who lives inside of us who is the one who changes all things because he has healed and forgiveness of all of our sins which brings us then to um the next bridge which is chapter six is the common practices used within both mental health and faith the need to express emotions but change your thinking change your life right Right. And I could add that, but we'd be giving the whole chapter away, essentially. <laughs> you um, don't, do you have any highlights you want to just give there? Or you, uh, was that enough for, for our listening? Well, one just of the things to... we didn't mention has to do with my chapter on doctrine. And so this is pretty important. Um, so, we, Yes, we'll get to that. But I, I wanted to squeeze in um, Chapter 7, too, because I think that's 
Okay. Doctrine is about five or ten. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because we know that the both are the same. I wanted to do all the bridges because it's so necessary because we have the secular um, training, which is so needed and understood, and that those academics, but that counseling wisdom derived then from the balance, changing your thinking and be blessed, how that kind of blends together. And am I getting the cart before the horse? Maybe we should talk about doctrine first. No, no. But, um, I've, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about the state of the world before we started on mm-hmm. the show. And mm-hmm. one of the important, you asked what a takeaway would be. And I think in Chapter 7, one of the most important things that both the secular community and the faith-based community suggest is taking one day at a time. And I honestly have to admit, mm. in this era of uh, COVID and political crises and everything, if I were to try to figure out how my life's going to be in a month, or if I were to try to get all the research under my belt so I could make a, a decision about my six months out, it's an impossibility right now because I really believe God wants us to be dependent on him and live one day at a time, taking what he puts in front of us and deal with just that and not jump to all of these other possible scary things. Uh, well, and what... Um, want- the final answer or want to know what's going to happen that wouldn't be living by faith but I, I in my own personal life and I think yours too we have learned you can't change what you can't acknowledge <laughs> so when God brings those things or circumstances you're sick and tired of your life or maybe there's other things going on you come from an alcoholic home or there's been an abortion there's been an rape or something and and not denying that pain you know, because um, we learned that time doesn't take care of pain. You can't um, run from pain and you can't relocate. So many people want to just move and start over. Well, all of that went with you. And I, I love this book because it brings the two together. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think when both are applied, you can move forward faster. Yeah. One of the things that I think we all need to acknowledge more than we are is the reality that we are a soul, an eternal soul, mm, connected point. to the Spirit of God, God willing. Um, I have been interviewing children for uh, years. I used to do Head Start work and court work and whatnot. But one of the questions I'm asking our 12 to 18-year-old is, what are your spiritual resources? And many of them look at me blind-eyed, like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and ah. that's because their parents frequently have an attitude of, I'm not going to force anything spiritual on my child. I want him or her to have free will to pick. But what's happening is there's a complete void then in the educational, uh, you know, whole self-education that goes on in a child. Child's, children are not challenged to realize that there is a God or not, but they can make their decision. I mm-hmm. personally believe there's a God, and I raise my kids to believe there's a God. But it's heartbreaking when I'm trying to help a depressed teenager, and I'm thinking they need to connect with the Almighty God. And they need to have their guilt taken away by Jesus. And they don't know the name Jesus, really, other than a swear word. And they don't know that they're a spiritual being who's going to live for eternity. Yes, and boy, Adam and Eve did it to us, didn't they? They were the ones who set up sinful nature in us. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have to be taught to lie, cheat, steal. We already know how to do that. You know, I, my, the first time my granddaughter at three years old decides she's going to tell a lie, I thought not this pure little cute little girl no she's got a sin nature she she wants what she wants when she wants it so yes when we have that our educational system is throwing out god there Mm -hmm. hasn't been that relationship in the home Uh, it seems like we are really in a mix now of how do we blend those two and i'm so glad you wrote this book because i think what they're seeing we need a need 
to know God Mm -hmm. and a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And when these two blend together, it's powerful, isn't it? Yes. There's some neat diagrams in that book. I don't know if you saw them or not. Oh, yes. You know, that was the other thing. I have studied some of these. And you had a friend, Laura Dudek, which um, she used to be my web gal. And Uh my gosh, she is a powerful woman. And she has done some really beautiful diagrams explaining things um, to look at and understand that brings the focus really sharply in to mm-hmm. complement your book. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, people who are in the kind of the church community, but they really don't um, have a real good handle on maybe biblical doctrine or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they don't know how to explain to their children or to their friends why it's important to understand who Jesus Christ is. And this book, um, and chunks of it, tell about why God had to come onto this earth and who Jesus was and how he deals with our sin and what this means for eternity and how to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. So the person who reads it walks away with a whole bunch of tools that they may not have otherwise gotten. What I like about it has been articulated well by what has been done in the diagram that it, um, at, a, at a glance and first reading, you can understand a depth and a breadth um, that perhaps you would have had to study more uh, with a book or a program or a Bible study, and you get it all in one chart. Mm-hmm. And it really just really explains things pretty right. fast to you. And I think another one of the charts had to do with the soul mm. being made up of our thoughts, our feelings, and our gut. And a lot of us don't realize that, how much our thinking influences how we feel and how much our thinking and our feeling influence our reactions, our just behavioral choices, which can get us in trouble if we're not a little mm-hmm. bit thoughtful about them. Um, and that's actually where I, why I wanted my psychology clients to begin to think about how God's spirit needs to influence their thinking, their feelings, and their choices in order for them to have really good responses and Mm -hmm. get rid of things like depression, anxiety. Sure, and that scripture along with where it's located and how he heals from the inside out, it happens so supernaturally in the power, and you feel that relief. You don't feel like a victim anymore, and you actually turn your faith and your feelings turn into solid beliefs and um, which changes your behavior and your thought life and gives you the peace right. that you've uh, always wanted and isn't that what he's about i have to say it again he is the way the truth and yes. life isn't yes. he and um so i'm really encouraged that this book is out there and um if you're listening out there with no matter um where you're coming from, whether you're a counselor, whether you are a, a, a client of a counselor, of a psychiatrist or a psychologist, I'm telling you this is a book to pick up mm-hmm. and really digest. It goes very quickly. And what I enjoyed is I reading one chapter makes me want to read the next chapter. It's so well connected and it's how you have laid it out and progressed it. Yeah. You know, some of my reading friends, particularly my sister, says you need to have a cliffhanger. So every time I ended a chapter, I left a question up in the air, and then the next qu- the next chapter answers that question. <laughs> and I let it, left another question up in the air. So, because we also we all know that we are hurt two basic places with life, no matter what it is, whether we to ourselves or somebody else, and our mind gets affected and hurt, and so does our heart. And mm-hmm. you said mind, body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Three John two. May your soul. May your health continue to prosper as your soul prospers. I just said that wrong. May you continue to be in good health as your soul prospers. Right. It's just beautiful, isn't it? Right. 
it's it's the soul that we've got to what's the right word protect and hover over and grow and participate in its transformation because a soul is who you are it's who i am Mm -hmm. now jesus christ's spirit has come in and is working with us for that but that soul is going to be lasting through eternity and when we get to the pearly gates that soul will have had a choice as to whether it wants to be with god for eternity or not and so this whole thing is really packed with please make good decisions all along one so your suffering is less and two so that you're prepared for your eternity Mm. You wrote this book to blend the two and and to make it happen. The other thing is you mentioned a few things and just who you are and how you came to know the Lord and some things that have happened to you. You are a walking person that knows the great benefit of the blend Mm -hmm. and the impact it's had on your life personally. Mm -hmm. So you're not speaking just from academics or um, psychology. You have a transformed life of through suffering and pain that's been healed i hope is i would i want to say that the last chapter was on the the psychology of suffering and i think i might have been a little presumptuous i wrote this before the covid and i wrote this before i got Mm. a pinched nerve in my back (laughs) and i wrote this before um, clients stopped coming because of the covid and economies changed so now two years out I hope that what I wrote about how to get through suffering is effective, but I myself continue to struggle with those things in life. So I think we'll always struggle because we're human, and we have to just make sure that our walk is from his point of view, and the stronger and the deeper our belief system, um, the more he can even carry us in the doubt, and we operate not in fear, but in trust mm-hmm. in the goodness of God. And, and, and that is a struggle. He said that was going to be a struggle as long as we live because we're human. Right. Yeah. But uh, we're real, too. So right. it's been helpful. When you and I were talking um, per, before the show, we talked about the ways that struggles and warring, yes. W-A-R-R-I-N-G, happen in the mm-hmm. world. And you mentioned we war because of our flesh, because of the culture or the um, values and the emotional cultural piece and because of the evil one Mm -hmm. and i don't want to forget to walk i don't want to walk away from this interview um without talking about the evil one we are definitely going to do that we are up to our next break and we have to step inside for those beautiful endorsing sponsors because that's who keeps us on the air and i also want you to pay attention to the the conference for june 22nd and 23rd uh as we have uh, a commercial about that it's not too late to jump in sign up and this was going to be a very impactful informative and encouraging conference for you to attend this is today's living hope with your host linda penn and dr julie canton and we are going to come right back and tell you a lot more so don't go away do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down do you have a plan do you know the businesses who are standing together well i'm jonathan powell inviting you to the prophetic freedom and health conference june 22nd and 23rd at the arrowhead golf club in clarence this suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying i will stand for freedom before fear lucas james and tony rupp who schooled anderson cooper on cnn for the hypocrisy of the double standards of governor cuomo and attorney paul cambria who sued the governor's overreach and won hear from area pastors about the signs of the times we're living in and health professionals who are saying be careful what you put in your body for more information and to purchase your ticket go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com that's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com
Did you know that God designed the body to heal and function on its own? Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. We teach our patients how to thrive holistically with natural therapies and whole food supplements. If you've been suffering with health problems, it's time for a natural approach. You have the power to take control of your health. To schedule an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. One minute you're living your life, the next it's turned upside down. An injury leaves you with physical pain, financial stress, and the uncertainty about what lies ahead. But when you have a personal injury attorney that fights for you, you can begin to get through these challenging times. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, slip and falls, defective products, workplace and construction injuries, and much more. I am proud to be with a firm that has been protecting the rights of injury victims for more than 50 years. My personal goal in every case is to protect the rights of our clients and maximize their financial recovery. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury, I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. And please be sure to mention that you heard this ad on WDCX. Attorney advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Saccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Visit todayslivinghope.org or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's Today's Living Hope. Hey, welcome back. Today's Living Hope here with your host, Linda Penn, and Dr. Julie Caton. And she has written a powerful book called Soul Pain Revealed, and it's bridging psychology with faith as the way through suffering. And talking about suffering, uh, as we were taking a break, Dr. Julie and I were kind of talking. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about how we have to know what our strong belief system is and things like that. But I wanted to um, mention that um, we wanted to talk a little bit of how you go through through the pandemic and what has happened to people because it's uh it actually affected us in a depression and anxiety it's affected us and and even what we think what we're fearful of and it really has hit a hit a nerve with us hasn't it and 
I really like, I think this book is for such a time as this. I, do, I agree with you. One of the metaphors um, that came up when I was thinking about the pandemic has to do with building a puzzle. Mm. Identity is a really, really important part. And there's a whole chapter in this book based on a person needing to form his identity. Well, what has happened with the um, COVID is people had identities like I'm a teacher or I'm a parent or I'm a school kid who's supposed to go to class at, you know, every morning. The pandemic shot all of our identities out of the water. It's kind of like I had a jigsaw puzzle and I'm putting it together happily and then a little two-year-old comes by and throws the jigsaw puzzle on the floor. That's the way my clients have been feeling about the pandemic. That's certainly how I felt about it. So we now have to rebuild it. So when we're going to rebuild our puzzle of who I am and why am I alive, what are we going to use? And because everything is so unsure, we cannot use finances, we cannot use health, we cannot use even um, institutions or business agreements because everything is up for grabs. What I believe we really need to do to form our identity is get into a covenant with God through Jesus and then listen to the Holy Spirit direct our path on a day-by-day Problem by problem, decision by decision basis. And so we have the combination of the both, both looking into the word of God, because we also know that our identity doesn't come from circumstances or events or hurt or pain or losing my job or now with the pandemic. My identity is who Christ says I am. And um, I struggled with self-confidence um, all through my childhood. And it wasn't until I really got serious about my walk with Lord and his lordship in my life that I find my identity. And I also found my purpose, my giftedness, my direction, my peace. And I guess I'd have to throw in their boldness. But we know where people are struggling because whatever happened during the pandemic, it just magnified. It grew in the wrong direction, didn't it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if if um, you're wondering if anybody out there is wondering what this book can do for them, actually, there's a variety of things that this book can do. Um, first, it does have a whole chapter on the principles that Jesus tells us to live by. And those are the same principles that a therapist, a secular therapist would have. <clears throat> um, it gives us the ideas of practical actions that we can take, how to activate our faith um, it deals with doctrine. Some of us get tangled up, Linda, because um, our doctrine is based more on works. And, and if we forget that God loves us and brings his grace and showers his grace upon us, so we get hung up with, I got to perform well, I got to perform well. And that is not where God is at at all. God just wants us in a loving relationship. Somebody, someone may be struggling with the fact that, is there really a God? Or, and, and this is bringing around with the pandemic and making us to think things we never thought or ask questions. You have a great chapter in there about facing some tough questions and spiritual challenges that a person may have to go and be very honest and read this for themselves. Right. That Thank you for bringing that up because this book does not start with the uh, assumption that the reader is a believer. So those of you who happen to be listening to this, who have questioned whether there is a God and if there is one, what are you going to do about it? This starts off fresh so that you can dive into what are some options in terms of considering the Godhead and what are you going to do about it and what are the implications and how has it affected other people? And <clears throat> towards the end of this book, we have the testimony of a lot of people we have the testimony of a lot of people who have struggled with that and ended up as martyrs for Christianity. So we see how they handle suffering. 
I think what I love about um, the book is you're trying to meet people where they are in four different facets. And we, we talked about the bridges for the, the professional, the client, the, um, the counselor, uh, a beautiful job of sorting things out in a way that they can make their own result at the end of the book because you cover all of it. I mean, it's very, very complete in that. Um, is there something, um, a scripture or a testimony from a person that you would like that's in this book that you would like to reference? Well, um, I had two or three really good stories about martyrs, but they're all different. Some are women, some are men. Some, their suffering was only four or five months long. Some, their suffering was long, um, several years. Um, what would I like to reference? Hmm. I, I see some testimonies in here about emotional healing, mm -hmm. uh, setting people and realizing they're not a victim anymore, but that they're healed. Um, you talked about um, where psychology meets Jesus and application of Erickson's psychological stages of development. Right. Um, would you like to reference that uh, in a way or talk about sure. that? I think if, if you're a curious person, whether you happen to believe there's God and whether you believe in Jesus or not, understanding how human personality develops is really important. And the, chapter 11 is devoted to it. I use the model of Eric Erickson um, and his basic principles, starting off with a child needing to learn trust and then needing to learn autonomy and then all the way up to needing to learn intimacy and finally to being able to settle with um, ego integrity in your old age so you believe that you've lived your life well done those stages are really important for us to have a healthy personality. And um, if we are having a difficult time with it, that chapter devotes itself to how Jesus' answers can help a person develop trust or autonomy or intimacy or identity. And that brings me back to the, the different um, charts that you have because these charts show you very well. I'm looking at one on page 208 the antidote to soul pain. And it, it starts out with the outside world, the inside suffering and what the soul pain is like and that the, the choice, the daily choice and how necessary it is, but then the categories so they understand, oh my gosh, I can point to this and say, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. No wonder I'm confused. No mm -hmm. wonder I don't understand. And then it shows you ways from um, this chart and the chapter how you can do some self-reflecting or understanding to actually do some of your own soul healing Absolutely. through that suffering. Very good. Thank you for pointing that out. I think a lot of people get bogged down because they feel if they've made a mistake, a behavioral mm. choice that went mm -hmm. belly up, or they've dealt with depression for months and they can't get out of it, people don't tend to know the solution. But honestly, Jesus makes it very simple. If we can confess the difficulty we're having, and we acknowledge that we want his help, he comes along besides us, forgives us for the mistake, redeems the mistake, pours grace upon us, and reboots the whole equation. And I think that's crucial. It gives us hope, even though we are screw-ups. <laughs> we are all screw-ups, aren't we? You and I are both screw-ups because we have sinned to come short of the glory of God mm -hmm. and what he provides. What I have learned just in my own life with that salvation I got a fresh start. Mm -hmm. I got a s clean chart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's totally new, and he gets to rebuild it mm -hmm. inside of us. And there, 
he took care of the suffering. Mm-hmm. I love that you're bringing that up. One of the studies I've done, but it was actually after the book was published, had to do with our identity. And it is that we are God's glory. Mm. Now, I don't want to be presumptuous because I used to think of God's glory as Niagara Falls or the Grand Tetons or the oceans. But in if you read Isaiah 43, I think it's verse 7, it says, He created us for his glory. He made us. And that's his whole loving purpose is for you to shine with his glory. That's terrific. And when he develops that in our identity and we see that and he he gives you that purpose and plan, I'm telling you, there is a drive and a motivation, um, no matter where he calls you or what he has you do or Mm -hmm. raising your family. It's powerful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's it's just powerful. It is. It's It's terrific. So this book is about how to get from soul pain revealed to bridging that gap through faith to actually walk in the truth and the healing. Mm-hmm. And not only did we need that before the pandemic, don't we need that even more since what we've been through mm-hmm. this last, I would say it's been a year mm-hmm. with all the things that have happened and all the things that um, God wants to show us. He's so good, isn't he? He's so good. And if you're questioning anything out there, I pick up this book because it, if you have a curiosity We're hitting some buttons here saying, man, I need hope. I need help. I'm listening to this. I have no idea how this is going to be put together. And you might even been thinking, no, I think I've made up my mind. I've been trained this way. I've been that way. But just be more open to investigating to the challenge, especially if you're suffering and have pain and you want some relief. Right. And if I can expand that to include the bigger picture of mental illness, because let's remember that I'm somebody who's been interviewing people who are sorely depressed or people with anxiety disorders that make it hard for them to function or people who have um, psychotic processes going Mm -hmm. on in their head. Mm -hmm. So one of my fundamental questions is really what is the root of mental illness? We can't just say it's just chemicals or it's just a dysfunctional Uh family. So if we have time, I'd like to read one paragraph. It's on page 20. Absolutely. Let's do it, and then we'll take our break. Okay. So um, this talks about the basic premise of what um, soul pain is. This is uh, what I wrote. My belief is that the human's tripartite soul, that means three-way soul, holds the key to mental illness. A separation of the soul from God can cause the emotional problems facing us today. When one's soul is in sync with one's body and is allied with the, aligned with the spirit of the creator, it is healthy. That means one's physical behavior, thoughts, feelings, and choices are being divinely managed. Conversely, an unhealthy soul is out of alignment with God and is not plugged into God's power source. Eventually, the stress of life wears the body and the soul down. Some physical or emotional illness results from the body storing emotional trauma in its cells and from repressed psychological pain. So basically, Mm. soul pain, which I was revealing, Mm -hmm. is the fact that it's been disconnected from its creator. And without that connection, it's its future doesn't bode well no it's kind of like we're not plugged into the source amen exactly yeah we just don't have enough oomph power yeah Yeah. that's who he is that's beautiful i love that uh i love that this book is about hope yeah it's about hope and um, we're going to talk more about that and we want to talk about 
we want to say something to the professional, to the church, to the pastors, and to people just in general when we come back from our stepping away for our commercial break. This is Linda Penn with today's Living Hope and Dr. Julie Caton, and don't go away. Do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down? Do you have a plan? Do you know the businesses who are standing together? Well, I'm Jonathan Powell inviting you to the Prophetic Freedom and Health Conference June 22nd and 23rd at the Arrowhead Golf Club in Clarence. This suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner Robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying, I will stand for freedom before fear. Lucas James and Tony Rupp, who schooled Anderson Cooper on CNN for the hypocrisy of the double standards of Governor Cuomo. And attorney Paul Cambria, who sued the governor's overreach and won. Hear from area pastors about the signs of the times we're living in. And health professionals who are saying, be careful what you put in your body. For more information and to purchase your ticket, go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com. That's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes who knows what you're going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 2911. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. One minute you're living your life, the next, it's turned upside down. An injury leaves you with physical pain, financial stress, and the uncertainty about what lies ahead. But when you have a personal injury attorney that fights for you, you can begin to get through these challenging times. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, slip and falls, defective products, workplace and construction injuries, and much more. I am proud to be with a firm that has been protecting the rights of injury victims for more than 50 years. My personal goal in every case is to protect the rights of our clients and maximize their financial recovery. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury, I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. And please be sure to mention that you heard this ad on WDCX. Attorney advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. 
That nervous feeling you get in your stomach is God telling you to join the conversation. Give Linda a call at 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back. This has certainly been a fun interview for me to do and to have Dr. Julie Caton on in her new book, Soul Pain and Bridging That Gap Through the Secular into the Faith-Based and What That Means. I want to give you some information and I had a couple more questions I want to ask her as we conclude the top of the hour. You can reach her at drjuliecaton.com. That's her website. If you want to send her an email and you want to talk to her about a situation or have some counseling, you can reach her at drjuliecaton at gmail.com. She's also on Facebook and Instagram, so you'll be able to pick her up. And absolutely, you can get her book through Amazon or um, any bookstore, and it comes with a study guide. Don't buy the book without the study guide because that's where the power is as you go through that together. Hey, you used a couple terms in... Um, in your book, uh, Seeker and Giver, could you kind of expound upon that? Because I thought it was very important how you uh, defined that and what that meant. Yes. Um, so I, I was at a loss for whether to say therapist over and over again or pastor over and over again. And I realized that life is not that simple. So there are people out there that are natural born givers. They want to provide help and comfort and guidance to people. They may be professionally licensed, they may not. But giver is a term that uses um, I use to describe, I'm going to call it the counselor. I put it in quotes because this is not necessarily a licensed counselor. It's not necessarily somebody. It could just be your neighbor who's sitting across from you in a coffee shop. That's a giver. The seeker is somebody who's going, oh, I'm going through such a hard time. I'm seeking direction. I'm Mm -hmm. seeking clarity. I'm seeking answers. They may wish to be seeking freedom from their psychotic thinking or their depression, but it may be more simple, like my mother just died and I need to debrief you. (coughs) Excuse me. So those two um, characters play a constant role in this book. And the bottom line is that all of us, or at least I myself, am both a seeker and a giver. So I don't know if that answers your question. I think that's very good that we need to know that and that we need both on both sides. And sometimes we are that for ourselves individually. And, and that's what refers me back to have a more balanced um, view by reading a book like this. So I think that's so important. I know there's. Uh, we wanted to say a couple more things as we go to the top of the hour on what would you say to the professional out there um, just as a comment as we um, close this uh, this program, what would you say to that professional this listening? Is, so we're assuming this professional is have the, has the headset on of a scientific, humanist, rational thinker who has a little bit of a hard time understanding the supernatural and the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That this book will help clarify whether he or she should start thinking about the supernatural realm. It will help that person recognize the power that they have in their own academic experience and the studying they've done, Um, but it will move them towards maybe there is something out there. Because one of the things I introduced towards the end of my book is the reality, I believe, the spiritual reality of an evil being that influences our history and our soul. I call him Satan. I call him uh, the devil. I call him Lucifer. I call him Little Lucy, whatever. But... (laughs) If we helpers forget that Satan is 
stealing with us and trying to trip us up and kill, steal, and destroy our life, we're missing a major piece. Yes, and we also have that world influence that tempts us and, you know, in our thoughts. And we also have our own human flesh Mm -hmm. that can destroy us all by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Hey, what would you say to the pastor or um, the church as a whole? Well, I think sometimes the pastor in the church has a mindset that disregards the scientific, natural, um, humanistic, academic community. I've sadly sat under some pastors in the last 10 or 15 years or just been in classes where people who are very biblically oriented do not understand why a person should be on medication or why a person needs to be counseled if they're suicidal or why a person needs to be put in a hospital. Those are kind of, they, they just disregard it. They say, oh, come on, you're, you know, you're, you're just sinning. Just straighten your life out and your depression will go away. Well, basically, both these groups have got to start talking to each other because these faith-based people need to understand why the scientists doctor has done certain things why that medicine why that hospitalization why that electroconvulsive shock treatment and the um the scientific person has to really understand why faith is so important and how the patient's doctrine can affect their well-being i think that's very true and sometimes pastors in their training and seminary and everything haven't had enough counseling courses and and things and that's um that contributes to and there's other responsibilities that they have and other callings on them and that's why they either have other counselors in the in the church um and or can send into bridge and that's why i took extra counseling on on the side for my other degrees because you know you want to do a a phenomenal job what god has called you to do for impact to actually heal people heal people what do you want to say to the um person out there today that's saying wow this is um wow i think i need some counseling or wow i think this was beneficial what would you say to the person who we've been sitting on the couch with also okay i think this book can help almost everybody who's willing to read it for a variety of reasons um the book can uh, encourage their faith the book can encourage their um, academic interests in psychiatry and psychology the book can give them tools to help them get out of their own messes or help their friend and neighbor get out of their own mm-hmm. messes. Um, I think it's way more comprehensive than I even realized when I started writing it. It just, it just kept going and going. So. <laughs> and you, had, you now have a 2020 view back on the whole book and the, and the study guide that was written later to compliment. And you're thinking, wow, I can't believe what God has given me to share with these people. Right. So it's just beautiful. And the study guide was created as a beta group. Um, I had a home Bible study. And during the COVID we did with in, you know, our social distancing things, we actually worked our way through what turned out to be the study guide. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. a proven tool. So the same reasons I start these healing journey classes, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, (laughs) and the pain of change will be less than the pain that you're in right now, you're going to want to pick up this book and this study guide. Uh, If you want to contact Dr. Julie, drjuliecaton.com is her website. Her email is drjuliecaton at gmail.com. If they could just put um, today's living hope in the subject line so I know how they happen to get my name. I can probably respond to them a lot faster than if it's just a commercial that I'm getting. <laughs> very good. Very good. Hey, he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. Dr. Julie Caton, blessings upon you. And may Thank God you so much, just Linda. bring continued favor here and expand this to help people for 
his glory. Amen. 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 Hey, we'll be right back after our break. One minute you're living your life, the next it's turned upside down. An injury leaves you with physical pain, financial stress, and the uncertainty about what lies ahead. But when you have a personal injury attorney that fights for you, you can begin to get through these challenging times. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, slip and falls, defective products, workplace and construction injuries, and much more. I am proud to be with a firm that has been protecting the rights of injury victims for more than 50 years. My personal goal in every case is to protect the rights of our clients and maximize their financial recovery. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury, I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. And please be sure to mention that you heard this ad on WDCX. Attorney advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down? Do you have a plan? Do you know the businesses who are standing together? Well, I'm Jonathan Powell inviting you to the Prophetic Freedom and Health Conference June 22nd and 23rd at the Arrowhead Golf Club in Clarence. This suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner Robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying, I will stand for freedom before fear. Lucas James and Tony Rupp, who schooled Anderson Cooper on CNN for the hypocrisy of the double standards of Governor Cuomo. And attorney Paul Cambria, who sued the governor's overreach and won. Hear from area pastors about the signs of the times we're living in and health professionals who are saying, be careful what you put in your body. For more information and to purchase your ticket, go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com. That's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com. Helping you find balance in life. Here's today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Welcome back. We are so glad that you are with us. You know today's Living Hope is an impactful two hours every week, and it's different every week. I do have the privilege of having a couple people on um, every other week or things that we want to touch base. And actually, I couldn't wait for Rob to get back in here because so many things are happening so fast. Absolute Truth and Prophecy with Rob Palazunski. We're going to say atpministry.com. Sign up and get this newsletter. But Rob, you got some good stuff to tell us today. Well, some people wouldn't think it's good stuff. I'm telling you, we got to be in the know because we got to know what God is doing Absolutely. and what is for the future. Um, 
you know what? I don't, I get frustrated about it, but I don't get down because I know God's involved and he. He's more, he's more than involved. He's in control. Well, he, <laughs> he's, he's allowing all of this stuff. Yeah. And we get to see next what he's going to do. And I'm so excited. Right now, Linda, we are living in a time of uh, what, what a lot of scholars are calling prophetic convergence. I was writing uh, w- with that in mind many years ago. And, and, the, and also at the same time now, the convergence of, of the threads of the cosmic rebellion that has been going on since the beginning of time. And we're, and we're watching all of this play out. You look at everything that has happened in the last year and a half, and it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. It really is, honestly. You know, you've got the multiple layers of uh, the pandemic planning and wargaming. We talked about that, the, all the various uh, conferences and, and practice runs. You, you've got the interconnectedness of the virus and the masking and the lockdowns and the vaccines with their high death rate. I just saw a number just before I walked in here, 5,888, if I remembered correctly. It's going up. It's well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it, it's really, it's really scary. Then you've got the shedding uh, that that goes on for the people who are vaxxed. They can actually infect people that that aren't vaxxed, and uh, then you add that the lying and the cover up and the canceling by the mainstream media and big tech. And if you're a rational thinker, you, your mind's got to go to conspiracy. It. It, it's it's got to go because it doesn't make sense and it's swirling around and we just can't figure it out because there's too much going on. Yeah, if there's, I mean, if if you want to be irrational about it, it, you could call it coincidence theory. The people who who refuse to connect the dots, you know, it, it you know they they call us conspiracy theorists, but they're 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 coincidence. How many did you theorists. say have had um, deaths from the vaccination? Reported to VAERS to to the government to the CDC system. Now I thought the number I saw on my phone was 5,888. And yet 262,566 have been reported to have ad- adverse reactions. Actually, that number, I saw the new number on that. And, and that's and, higher. And that's over 300,000 now. I didn't memorize that one. You won't see that on your local news. No, it, it, not at all. And in other years, the highest number of, of deaths from a vaccine, from all the vaccines, were maybe like 150, 180. I, you know, everything was a flat line. And this year, in half a year, that's the number that they have. So, you know, we're, we're given the choice of either acting as rational human beings and saying, okay, you know, and I encourage you to do your own research and all this stuff, and e- either to say, hey, there's something fishy about this, or to say, it's just all a big coincidence. Well, I want to put a disclaimer in here that everything that you present to us, you have researched, and it's accurate, and it's up-to-date uh, and it's not made up. And if if you go on the website atpministry.com and take a look at the at the newsletter, I have all my sources. And some weeks I have, you know, as many as forty uh, footnotes there telling you this came from here, this came from there. You know, I mean. So there is tracking and tracing here in a biblical way of truth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was looking at something. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago now. And there were two predictions and, or prophecies that, that came out in the 1990s. One was from a Greek Orthodox monk and the other from a French-Canadian theology professor. And I want to I read to you what, they, what the monk wrote and what the professor said. And just a short portion of it because it is so prescient and so predictive of where we're living right now. 
This is the monk. His name was Elder Pacios, and he wrote this in 1990. He said, Now a vaccine has been developed to combat a new disease which will be obligatory, and those taking it will be marked. Later on, anyone who is not marked with the number 666 will not be able to either buy or sell, to get a loan, to get a job, and so forth. My thinking tells me that this is the system through which the Antichrist has chosen to take over the whole world, and people who are not part of this system won't be able to find work and so on, whether black or white or red. In other words, everyone will take over, he will take over through an economic system that controls the global economy, and only those who have accepted the seal, the mark of the number 666, will be able to participate in business dealings. So this monk writes this in 1990. And now some of this you, you could just lift out of the, out of the prophecy mm-hmm. found in Revelation 13, but the idea that it was going to be a vaccine combating a disease and that the mark would be uh, put in that way. And I'm, in fact, I'm going to read Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17, and it refers to the false prophet, who is the religious figure that's going to work with the Antichrist. And it says, He causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. So that's... So there you've, there you've got this monk who had a vision or a, a word from God. Then you have the scripture. The, and then you have the, the theology oh, professor, Dr. Pierre Jobert. Uh, his work came out in 1995. There's a video of him. I watched the video. He was speaking in French, and it was, you know, it was translated. In the biological destruction, he says, there are the language is going to be a little funny because of the translation, but in the biological destruction, there are the organized tempests on the magnetic fields. Remember magnetic fields. What will follow is the contamination of the bloodstreams of mankind, creating intentional infections. These will be enforced by laws that make vaccination mandatory. So they both talked about mandatory vaccines. And these vaccines will make possible to control people. These vaccines will have liquid crystals that will be hosted in the brain cells, which will become micro-receivers of electromagnetic fields where waves of very, very low frequencies will be sent. And through these low-frequency waves, people will be unable to think. You'll be turned into a zombie. Don't think this is a hypothesis. This has been done, and then he referenced Rwanda and what happened there. Now, in 2016, uh, the University of Virginia at Charlottesville developed... uh, a substance called magneto, which is a genetically modified protein that allows behaviors and brain function to be remotely controlled externally. So exactly what this what this French guy was talking about. They developed this, and by the way, it is implanted using vaccines. So even in 2016, we saw that you could look in the regular news and see this stuff develop. This is all very interesting to me. And now I, I think our vaccines are going to the FDA to be approved. Yeah, they're, they're moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know. But they haven't even finished the studies yet. It, it, on schedule, I think it was, it, they shouldn't be approved till 2023. Oh, I've heard August. I know. I, I understand what you're saying. They're, they're moving it up. They're moving up the schedule. Oh, okay. The, 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 initial, the initial timetable was pushed, was pushed up. Okay. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, and they, despite the evidence, they keep pushing the, the vaccines. And you know, you know this. Uh, the studies say that the antibodies from, from SARS are good for at least 17 years uh, and that they protect you from COVID. And they, doctors believe that they would actually last a lifetime. And yet people who have had uh, COVID and therefore are naturally producing the antibodies don't get a pass on the vaccines, even though they are actually immune. So now we have the history, we have our biblical scripture, we have the theology professor, we have what is existing, what we know as um, the deaths and those that have been affected. And then just to add to the pot here for understanding, which I'm wondering if I want to keep this, I think I want to go to break and come back uh, and add on to this because this may take a little bit more time and we're up against our next um, commercial break. So you are talking to Rob Palazinski, or you're listening to, I'm talking to Rob Palazinski, (laughs) and you are listening to Today's Living Hope with their host, Linda Penn, about absolute truth and prophecy that is so important for us to know for the reality of today of how to live for tomorrow, because God is in control, but he's always about hope, promises and fulfilling scripture and taking care of his own. We'll be right back. For years, you've been suffering with health problems. You've seen one doctor after another, but your symptoms haven't gone away. It's time to seek a natural solution. When the right combination of natural health therapies and whole food supplements join forces, you have Synergy. Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. At Synergy, we teach our patients how to thrive holistically because God designed the body to heal and function on its own. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. We have successfully helped patients battling health issues like acid reflux, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autism, autoimmune disease, infertility, and much, much more. You can take control of your health without relying on medications or surgeries. Get rid of the pain, depression, exhaustion, and so much more and start living the life you were meant to live. And it starts with a simple phone call. To make an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. One minute you're living your life, the next, it's turned upside down. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman, Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle and pedestrian crashes and much more i personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at fromanlaw.com attorney advertising past results do not guarantee future outcomes do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down do you have a plan do you know the businesses who are standing together Well, I'm Jonathan Powell inviting you to the Prophetic Freedom and Health Conference June 22nd and 23rd at the Arrowhead Golf Club in Clarence. This suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner Robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying, I will stand for freedom before fear. Lucas James and Tony Rupp, who schooled Anderson Cooper on CNN for the hypocrisy of the double standards of Governor Cuomo. And attorney Paul Cambria, who sued the governor's overreach and won. Hear from area pastors about the signs of the times we're living in and health professionals who are saying, be careful what you put in your body. For more information and to purchase your ticket, go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com. That's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com. 
In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11 Hey, we're in this life together. Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I really want to refer you to Absolute Truth and Prophecy um, website. You really need to go on there and check things out, books, video, other radio stations that Rob is on, and the newsletters every week are just powerful, uh, well-grounded, well-founded, and you can check out all the resources, ATP Ministry. Hey, fill in this last part. I probably should have had you do this before we took the break. But fill in this last little um, part of what we were talking about, and then we're actually going to take a little turn and talk about something. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay, we're going to do a big turn uh, and and talk about something else. Well, just to finish up on the vaccines, we were talking about how they're pushing them now despite the evidence, despite the fact, you know, they're pushing them on kids. Kids don't even have the problem. uh, and, And they are very, very dangerous according to the research. And by the way, Dr. Yeadon, who was connected with Pfizer, he was their he was their number one researcher. He talks about, you know, the World Health Organization is trying to scare everybody into getting another round of shots. Uh, They need a booster because of the variants. He says that's all nonsense. You know, the the immunity lasts most likely for a lifetime for a minimum of 17 years. We know that. And and they. The vaccines can lead to some very scary and serious uh, diseases, uh, fatal neurodegenerative disorders. Uh, Some of them are characterized by rapidly progressive dementia. Um, ALS, front temporal lobar degeneration, Alzheimer's disease, uh, and just more and more. And now add in this last piece of information. Now it has come out on the PCR swabs. Uh, they are coated in ethylene oxide, and according to the EPA, that's a human carcinogen, and that, now you're risking lymphoma, myeloma, leukemia, breast cancer. So, I mean, all of this is there. And where were those swabs made? In China. In they China. Were made, they were made in China. Along, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the, the connection there, and then Fauci's connection to China, and, and the lying about the money, about giving money to the, to the Wuhan uh, lab, to develop more deadly viruses. I mean, it's 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 just an amazing thing. Well, and that's been founded that that money was given and, and for that. I mean, yeah. it, that's documented, and now they're trying to make light of it and cover it up. Yeah. So we need to take our turn here because there's another one we want to really talk about, but we want to quickly mention a couple things as we switch gears. Okay. Yeah. Uh, j- just very very quickly, there is a Chinese threat. We have a number of uh, sources that are talking about 
Chinese troops in Canada, Chinese troops in Mexico that will likely be moving across our borders within months. That's the way the report has is given to me. I'm not saying that that's absolutely true, but that's you know, but that's that's you know that is being reported by m- numerous sources. Okay, I'm. This is probably going to sound stupid, but aren't they uh, illegal immigrants coming into our country at this point? How are they going to get here? How are the Chinese? Yeah, gonna how get are they going to get well, here? Well, uh, some of them are supposedly. I saw a report again, and I'm not, you know, I I didn't write this in the newsletter because I couldn't verify it, but mm. I've I've seen a report that some of them are being flown in now. Uh, surreptitiously, and this I did see in in a legitimate source. Uh, so they're it, coming through legitimate um, both. No, both. They're, okay, they're, they're coming, but but a a former Chinese general who is now a billionaire is building a military size airport next to a large air force base in Texas. Why the State Department allowed this? Is I mean it it is big it is enough physically happening. That's that's what I'm hearing from the Epoch Times among other sources. So you know some very legitimate and okay. almost mainstream sources. But what I really would like to get to, and, and I, I'd love to spend some time on the, the election. I don't think we have time. Mm, no, well <laughs> that's got to further further develop. I think. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cosmic infiltration going on. And, and it, here's what I mean. You know about June 25th, don't you? That's when, that's when the government is supposed to begin to reveal just what they know about UFOs and alien beings and, and all of that stuff. You've got a lot of speculation going on now about this, what I'm calling the big reveal. A lot of people believe in something, a lot of these people that are pushing this believe in something called pan, pan spermia, that life on Earth was seeded here by aliens from another planet and you know to help us or to even advance our civilization now they're coming back and as this is is about to roll out the pentagon has been releasing more and more information uh they're now saying oh yeah the ufos are real and if you remember for decades they were going no that's you know that that's not a real thing that Oh, I grew up with all of that, and we we thought that was kooky. And yeah. I'm still pri- pri- I'm st- I got a big question about this one, Rob. <laughs> but well, that's the whole thing. What it is is not what they say it is. But that we're, you know, it, and now the Pentagon is saying that this the technology is so advanced. It's not the Chinese. It's not the Russians. You've got American mili- military commanders, and this is reported by CBS talking about how UFOs shut down our nuclear missiles temporarily when they would fly over in certain areas. So they have that capability. That's, that's it's what happening. It, that, that's what is said. You have Vatican officials who are openly talking about preparing to embrace space aliens, about maybe baptizing them or sharing the gospel. And there's even talk going on among some Vatican officials that as we learn from the aliens, that will alter our understanding of the scriptures and change the gospel. This is how far elements of the Catholic Church are willing to take this. And, you know, people say, you know, I said cosmic infiltration, and cosmic infiltration has already happened. And if you go back to Genesis 6, if you, I'm going to read in the King James, it says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, 
mm-hmm. that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, all of whom they chose. Then I jump up a verse, and it says, There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Now, the New King James uses the word the, in verse 2, saying that the women were, were beautiful, the daughters were beautiful. But in, in the Hebrew interli- interlinear Bible, it says the B'nai Elohim, the, the sons of God, mm-hmm. which refers to the angels in the Hebrew. The B'nai Elohim saw the daughters of Adam, and they were fit extensions. Fit extensions. That is referencing DNA manipulation because there was DNA manipulation of the women in order to produce the Nephilim, the giants. The combination provided a DNA manipulation, and that's going, and you know, we know that's going on today. That parallels what our science are doing. I, and you know, I know this is Lin- so intriguing and so interesting. This is the craziest sounding passage in the Bible. In, in my, you know, I mean, it's like it's it sounds nuts. So you have these angels who took on physical form to copulate with women, and they created these Nephilim or giants, and and. The Bible is not alone in talking about this. All the cultures in the world will talk about the existence of giants and a fight between the creator God and the God of the air. And we know that Ephesians 2, 2 refers to Satan as the prince of the power of mm-hmm. the air. You know, so there are, there are hints being laid out there. We know there's warring happening in the heavenlies. Yes. We know that the fallen angels that, that fell and left when Satan did and what is going on. There is a heavenly war going all the time. I've always said if we actually saw it, we'd be ducking and running. We, you know, we would run for shelter. And thank God, God is in control of all of this and it, what yeah. he's allowing and doing and that it is, is actually real. Yeah, I mean, it, I think what's interesting, and some, we were talking about this at a men's Bible study that I had a couple weeks back, and somebody talked about being comforted, being comforted by the fact that all of these prophecies were coming true, even though they're very scary in, in, in the fleshly terms. But he just said, as he saw them coming true, he, he was comforted, you know, that God's word has, has all of this in place. That's our hope. He does have it all in place. We win, and he knows what he's going to do, and that's my peace. That's my comfort. So you've got, now there are some connections that that go into this. Remember, we're talking about June 25th. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm bringing this up. Uh, Back in the 70s, an author by the name of Von Daniken wrote a book called Chariots of the Gods when he he connected the the angels that fell and, and the Nephilim with flying saucers and an alien presence. So that was being thought of already. Then you've got, uh, Illuminati author Peter Lemassurier, who in his book, uh, The Armageddon Script, came out in 1980, I think, or 81, he talks about how they were going to bring about a one-world government under a new messiah using alien beings, along with some other stuff, wars and rumors of wars and collapse and other stuff that you're seeing here. So there are connections that, that are making all of this work here. You've got the fact that uh, non-Christian UFO researchers are saying this is not from ordinary space. This transcends time, transcends space. You've got other secular researchers on alien abductions noting that, hey, Christians are protected and that these aliens, quote, 
always flee in the name of Jesus. And, and there's, you know, so many sightings, 26,000 in the Belgian wave. Uh, you've got CNN and Fox News uh, broadcasting footage of uh, UFOs flying over Phoenix, Arizona in 1997, over and over mm-hmm. again. So the stuff is real. And if you look at Luke 21, 25 and 6, it says there will, there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on earth, distress of nations. And, and it talks about men's hearts failing them from fear. This is what is being set up here. This is what is being set up. This, what I see in this is that this could be the catalyst for the great and sudden apostasy, which the Bible promises. And I am convinced that this is all part of an ages-long cosmic rebellion against the God of the universe. I mean, we know the Antichrist is going to come to power for a time. He's, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. God, God laid out the time. He's got, you only got so long, and then that's it. We're pulling the plug on you. And that's actually in the plans of the New Age. If you look at 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, and 12, this is what the Bible says about this. The coming of the lawless one, the coming of the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. This is going to be lying wonders because the, the, this is a demonic manifestation, not an alien manis- manifestation. Mm-hmm. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, and here it is, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie and that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And, you know, I'm going to ask right now that, that if you are out there and, and you have not surrendered to Jesus Christ, if you have not given your life to him, if you have not said, I am a sinner, I know I'm a sinner. I mean, look in your heart and, I mean, I knew when I was a sinner. And I, I'm, I mean, we're all sinners still, but now we are righteous according to once we have surrendered. If you, can, if you can say, I am a sinner, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the, the Son of God and that you died to take my sins. That, and that if I believe in you, you will take those sins from me and, and you will provide me with eternal life. If you can pray that prayer, if you can pray that prayer in your heart, God will save you. God will bring you into his family. Amen. Amen. I think of another scripture. I don't even have time to quote it. It's a whole chapter, a correlation of the last um, verse he just read. If we want to know why it happened, how it happened, Romans 1. Just Romans run right there. R- Rob Palasunski, thank you so much. Thank you. For we need Jesus. Jesus is in control. All of this has been written, jot and tittle, every I dotted, every T crossed in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation absolute truth and prophecy ministry.com atp.com atp.com hey get on it sign up for the the newsletter and i can't wait um for two weeks what you're going to bring us and what god is doing again yeah i'm totally hopeful it's just amen 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 people are coming to know jesus they know god and uh, that's the way the truth and the life again hey we're going to be top at top of the hour we're going to be right back Do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down? Do you have a plan? Do you know the businesses who are standing together? Well, I'm Jonathan Powell inviting you to the Prophetic Freedom and Health Conference June 22nd and 23rd at the Arrowhead Golf Club in Clarence. This suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner Robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying, I will stand for freedom before fear. Lucas James and Tony Rupp, who schooled Anderson Cooper on CNN for the hypocrisy of the double standards of Governor Cuomo. And attorney Paul Cambria, who sued the governor's overreach and won. Hear from area pastors 
about the signs of the times we're living in and health professionals who are saying, be careful what you put in your body. For more information and to purchase your ticket, go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com. That's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com. One minute you're living your life, the next, it's turned upside down. An injury leaves you with physical pain, financial stress, and the uncertainty about what lies ahead. But when you have a personal injury attorney that fights for you, you can begin to get through these challenging times. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman Attorneys at Law. We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, slip and falls, defective products, workplace and construction injuries, and much more. I am proud to be with a firm that has been protecting the rights of injury victims for more than 50 years. My personal goal in every case is to protect the rights of our clients and maximize their financial recovery. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury, I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. And please be sure to mention that you heard this ad on WDCX. Attorney advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Visit todayslivinghope.org or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Walking with you through the trials of everyday life, it's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, we are definitely here with you, that's for sure. Here, Today's Living Hope is facing the reality of today. Know the Word of God, meeting our listeners right where they are, knowing that we're all struggling, we're all sinners, and we need that hope together. So that's why the segments are all different every week, and that the theme throughout this two hours, from one to three, and the uh, be the same thing because we we do the same programming from four to six on the other two stations. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, he knows all. He sees all. He has all for us. He can heal us. Today, right now, I have Dominic Zaccaroli, and he is with Total Breakthrough. And boy, we are a believer that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And we're going to talk about Joseph. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about Joseph. We're going to talk about faithfulness. faithfulness. Yes. That's really the key. And uh, it's great being here, uh, Linda. It was oh, it's great, great always having you. Great show. And, uh, you know, it's... It's great because if you're out there and you heard that last message, you're going to need faithfulness. <laughs> That's for sure. But, well, uh, we have the hope in what the scripture says. It's cool. Yeah, we're we're all we're all good. Yeah, Je- uh, we'll talk about Joseph and you know faithfulness. Um, one of the things about that is that God is. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about how faithful God is, and today you know we're going to turn it around because God is looking for people to be faithful. God is looking for people, um, you know, that want to do uh, his will here on earth. And there's plenty of stories in the Old and New Testament. So today we're going to, you know, talk about, we're going to talk about that. And, 
you may be listening right now and saying, well, you know, that sounds good, but could I qualify for that? You know, and uh, especially during all that's going on and, you know, you may be going through some fear. You may be going through being overwhelmed and you may just feel like you don't qualify. But God's not looking for uh, perfection. He's just looking for people that will be faithful. <laughs> so. Well, and how he made us faithful because we as sinners, he saved us. And he's the one that's given us that hope to be faithful to him because it's from him. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what we really have to understand. And then, you know, you could be out there and going, well, you know, that's easy for you to say. And I, under, I understand that because the devil works on us, you know, especially before we were saved. He was trying to do anything he could to you know, to stop us from that. He'll take anything he can to take our focus mm. off him. And, uh, you know, after we're saved, you know, the same thing. He just, the devil keeps reminding you of your wounds. He keeps reminding you of your pain, all the things. And every reason in the world to say, I don't qualify to be faithful. But the good news is, the great news is, is that God sees our potential. He will see us through but we need to cooperate. We need to cooperate and understand that with the power of the Holy Spirit within us, that we can move forward and be faithful and, and do his will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's hard to do when we don't know him personally and get actually because where we find that faith and that assistance and that support and that strength is knowing him and then knowing his word. Exactly. And, and that's why, the you know, as we share the story of Joseph will realize, you know, that's why those stories are there. There's, you know, whether it's Nehemiah or Joseph or David or Paul or, you know, whatever in the Bible, um, all the great women of the Bible. My wife's doing a study on all the great women of the Bible, that they all were faithful. You know, they, they all persevered through whatever they were going through. So, you know, when God gives you, um, when you actually take time, once you make that decision to follow him and take time to listen to him because he has a dream for each and every one of us and you could be assured that he will be behind the scenes helping you every mm. step of the way now along that journey though you can definitely be betrayed you can feel hardship you know you can have um, injustice you can be accused but at the same time and I think we can relate to this, Linda, both of us, in mm-hmm. a sense. At the same time, we could have favor. We could be approved, right? We can, oh, yes. we can, we can gain authority, mm-hmm. and we can bless many people. So it's great when you experience that because when you start seeing that even through your pain and suffering and the struggles that everybody goes through in this life, that if you will just be faithful, God will see you through it all. And you can accomplish great things for him. You are a prime example, um, Dominic, of someone who God has told you, don't waste your pain, but use it for his glory and for his good. And that's why you have total breakthrough. And that's why we're talking about Joseph. Um, Tell us a little bit what you want to share with um, Joseph's (laughs) story today. Well, I think Joseph went through a lot of that. I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. so great to hear his story. I haven't haven't read in a while, and it's uh, Genesis 37. It goes, I think, to 47. So I was I, I read those verses uh, those chapters over and over again this week and you know you pick up so much for it so we'll probably won't get it all through today but uh, Joseph was uh, you know young you know I think he was seventeen he was favored 
uh, by his dad. His dad really loved him, and his, his brothers knew that, and, and they really started to um, not be pleased with them early on. And then uh, Oh, David, they got so jealous of him, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. They actually, his dad made yeah. him a beautiful coat of colors, and they even started to hate him now. <laughs> and then what got, it got from bad to worse because David, you know, he's a young boy. He has a dream. And sometimes you got to be careful who you're sharing your dreams with because the reason this is that even though David shared this dream and he might have came across a little, um, you know, he's young. He might have came across whatever way. His brothers hated him because that dream gave the impression that David was saying that God gave him a dream that, he, that they would be like underneath him, you know. And then David had a second dream. I mean, they hated him even more after that dream. And he comes back with another dream, and his own father, who loved him, started to say, like, are you saying this, like, that, you know, you're going to be, like, above us? And his, bro- his, his other brothers hated him even more. So, um, But what we'll find out through this is that sometimes, you know, you gotta, you know, you got to listen to God's dream. you got to be careful sometimes how you share it. Or but, when you share when you <laughs> share it. But the, what we find out through this is that, his dream did. It was from God because at the end of the story, we know it's from God. But so anyways, he gets he gets his, um, you know, his his family to really um, I mean, his dad loved him. I mean, his brothers hated him. So he ends up going out one time. He's looking for his brothers. His father sent him out. They were in some other territory. And as soon as they saw him coming, they started a plot to kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you think about that. I'm going, I mean, I got like three brothers and a sister and right now we're dealing with my mom she's in the hospital and you know we we just all are you know we've never experienced really that you know like you know that type of feeling can't even imagine it but that's what happens when you you know that's what satan can do to you it can start taking you over and you, and that hate can turn into you know to say sin sin leads to death right and they wanted to kill him they were going to throw him in a, a pit but one of the brothers decided no we're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. Let's uh, let's not kill him. But they um, they came up with a uh, with an idea, and they actually grabbed that coat that the father had given them, and they uh, you know killed a goat and poured blood over it. And they actually really mm-hmm. um, they brought that coat back to the dad, and they got the dad. I mean, think about that. His dad loved him so much, and now now the dad thinks that his favorite son had died, and so the grief that he went through. And then uh, they decided actually to sell him to a caravan um, moving toward Egypt. And so they sold their brother. And, uh, you know, but David's amazing. You know, uh, it's an amazing story because when he gets to, um, there's a lot more to the story, but because of time. But when he gets to um, Egypt, he's, he, they sell him to uh, Potiphar, which is a, he's a high up person and, you know, in the ranks of, uh, of Egypt, you know, with Pharaoh. And he actually finds favor with um, Potiphar because Potiphar actually sees God in him. Like it's so sometimes you know what's really amazing is that you know even though people aren't saved, we people still see something different in us because he got favor with Potiphar and actually Potiphar put him really in charge of everything over his house. So it's pretty amazing, you know. So he went from that situation to you know be really having favor and then. You know, it, it turns upside down for him again because, unfortunately, Potiphar's wife actually tries to, um, you know, he, she probably sees the favor on his life, too, and she gets drawn to him. And then 
before you know it, she's trying to seduce him, and he's like, he's you know he's he's talking about how much favor he's had with you know um, Potiphar and how how much he appreciates that. I mean, you could see that in his conversation, and he's he also obviously his he's honoring God, and he's just really having to fight her off, and you know she just she just she, she's relentless. She just keeps going after her and after, her. and finally. Um, you know, um, she uh, one day she's uh, trying to seduce him, and she pulls off his coat, finds it in her hand, and she uses that to say that um, you know Joseph tried to seduce her, and they, you know, the master um, ends up getting mad at um, Joseph, thinks he's he's been betrayed, which is not really happens, so it's injustice for him, and he uh, he gets thrown in jail. Uh, yes, um, and a little side note is that um, this guy kind of knows the reputation of his wife, and he knew he could not, normally he would have killed him. If you dig deeper into scripture and the commentaries, and, and to save him, because he knew what Joseph really was, he put him in jail to save him. Yeah, well, because yeah. he saw, because he's... And there was favor, and God does that, and protects us the same way isn't it cool well yeah i mean that's why so sometimes you know think about his story so far i mean what he's been through you would think but yeah if you go through this so you got to be thinking like you're going you know you want to be faithful you yeah. you can god can be pointing you in a direction and you're going through all things and it doesn't seem fair but that's not the time to stop that's the time to really dig in because the same people you know, so it turns around. I mean, he gets thrown in jail. <laughs> then he ends up, even in jail, the keeper of the jail, he gets favor with the keeper of the jail, and he puts him in charge of everything. So everywhere David or Joseph goes, <clears throat> even though he's being, um, there's a lot of injustice, betrayal, hardship, all the things we talked about earlier, he keeps moving through it, and people keep seeing God in his life. They, they keep mentioning it, which is really good that these are people that, you know, they're Egyptians, so they're not... You know, they're not men of God. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're up against a break, and it's really Amazing. interesting when we come back. We get to see all the ways that now even Joseph understands how he was protected, how he was faithful. He had a plan, and all he had to do was walk in the truth of God and have that faithfulness. Um, it's a beautiful story, and the results are phenomenal, and the lessons in it are what you want to bring to our listeners today dominic we're going to take a break we're going to step aside and we're going to be right back to finish this story and more importantly to finish some things and give you hope and encouragement with some scriptures as you continue your walk or your experience no matter where you are today we'll be right back imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Did you know that God designed the body to heal and function on its own? Hi, I'm Jimmy, founder and owner of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness here in Western New York. We teach our patients how to thrive holistically with natural therapies and whole food supplements. If you've been suffering with health problems, it's time for a natural approach. You have the power to take control of your health. To schedule an appointment with a Synergy team member, please call us at 716-264-4248. You can also check us out online at 716synergy.com. One minute you're living your life, the next it's turned upside down. Hi, I'm Tom Grillo, an attorney with the law firm of John J. Froman, Attorneys at Law. 
We represent clients who have sustained injuries from car, truck, motorcycle, and pedestrian crashes, and much more. I personally invite you to call me today at 716-855-1222 or go to our website at FromanLaw.com. Attorney Advertising. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Feeling alone? Depressed? Unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what you're going through, can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 2911. Do you know what to do the next time the government tries to shut you down? Do you have a plan? Do you know the businesses who are standing together? Well, I'm Jonathan Powell inviting you to the Prophetic Freedom and Health Conference June 22nd and 23rd at the Arrowhead Golf Club in Clarence. This suit and tie event includes formal dinner each night and guest speakers like business owner Robbie De Niro, who drew a line in the sand saying, I will stand for freedom before fear. Lucas James and Tony Rupp, who schooled Anderson Cooper on CNN for the hypocrisy of the double standards of Governor Cuomo. And attorney Paul Cambria, who sued the governor's overreach and won. Hear from area pastors about the signs of the times we're living in. And health professionals who are saying, be careful what you put in your body. For more information and to purchase your ticket, go to propheticfreedomandhealth.com. That's www.propheticfreedomandhealth.com. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. Hey, we are in the story of Joseph. And uh, some of the reasons uh, Dominic wanted to share this is, boy, the hope and the faithfulness and the favor that God put on him. And sometimes we got to have God's patience to even wait in our own stories as we are then faithful for what God is doing in our life. Right, Dominic? Yes, exactly. And I'm I'm going to... I'm going to have you read a scripture in a second, but mm-hmm. one of the, uh, the things you see about him, which I, I picked up on, one is that he's always giving credit to God. Second is that all, other people are seeing God within him, and they're not, they're Egyptians, you know, they're from Egypt, and um, so it's just really cool. And the other thing, too, is you re, you never hear him, which which I learned from, you know, the, the lesson that of the uh, that they should have the Israelites should have learned on the way to the promised land he never complained (laughs) you never hear there's no scriptures and they're saying and Joseph was mad and he was his thoughts he just never complained and I'm going praise God I go that's another thing and it's so hard it's so hard and I understand that you know not to complain during some of the things that are going on but it's it's something to be understand, you know. Just trust God. You don't need to complain. You're wasting your time. He's going to get you through it. But there's um a scripture. This first scripture I'd love for you to read because I think sure. it kind of sums up what we've done so yeah, far. Yeah, it's Proverbs three three and four, and it says, "Let love and faithfulness n- never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in sight of God and man." It's who we're living for, right? Exactly. It's, and think about it, Joseph's story. He did win favor with God and man. I mean, everywhere he goes, they're giving him favor, even though he's going through this like, I mean, who wants to go through his life, you know? Uh, but, I mean, we've all tasted some of that, but, you know, not that our brothers want to kill us and not that we've all been thrown in jail and not that somebody's uh, accused us of something that, you know, we didn't do, that we could have ruined everything in our life. So 
He's, yeah, uh, when you understand that story and really pick it apart a little bit and see what all the culture was and what is happening and all the dynamics and all the dysfunction, and and yet God uses his people and he chooses and he protects and he guides and he brings everybody along, doesn't okay. he? Yes, yes. So let's, I'm going to, I'm going to, Go through. I know we from our time, and then we so we can kind of sum it up too. Sure. But he ends up in he ends up in prison, and he's got favor. And then um, uh, the pharaoh actually um, throws uh, his butler and his um, the butler and the baker in jail, and they're uh, under kind of under um, Joseph's care in there, you know, because the keeper gave him kind of rain to help him out. And these two guys one day, uh, Joseph notices that they're sad. And they're sad because um, they both had dreams and they have no idea. And Joseph actually tells him, he goes, well, you know, God will interpret those. And he's the one that does it. So he knows, he even, he knows that God's with him. You know, he already got a dream. Now he's going to interpret these dreams. And he actually interprets these dreams. And what happens is they both end up back with Pharaoh. And uh, so they end up... um, the, the reason the, the dreams end up with what Joseph um, said was true is because um, Pharaoh end up um, restoring one, which was the uh, butler and the baker end up gotten put to death, which is exactly what, what Joseph said would happen. And but he told the, the butler on the way out, listen, will you do me a favor? And he goes, when you you know, when you see Pharaoh, you know, let him know that, you know, I'm like, let him know I'm a good guy in here. You know, like he's, he's that, let him know that I didn't deserve to be put here. Right. And, uh, but the butler never does that. He, he, um, he forgets. But what happens is now is that Pharaoh has a dream and he's disturbed by it. And he brings all his magicians and all the people around and nobody can interpret this dream for him. And all of a sudden, uh, the butler who was restored says, wait a minute, uh, a couple of years back, you know, the uh, the uh, Joseph interpreted my dream. So Pharaoh brings Joseph out. Joseph interprets his dream and lets him know that there's going to be a, you know, great um, harvest and great uh, time for the next seven years. But after that, they're going to go into a fam- famine. And that Joseph gives him a strategy of how to take care of it. And Pharaoh says, well, who do I, who do I have that can run that strategy? He goes, so he picks Joseph to do the strategy, and uh, Joseph does. He actually comes up with a strategy to store food for, you know, enough food for those seven years to have it for the famine seven years, and they end up being able to use that uh, to feed, you know, all these other countries mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so here's Joseph. He went from, you know, his brothers wanted to kill him, sell him, you know, all the betrayal, getting thrown into prison. Now he's second in charge of all of Egypt. Now, I, I'll tell you that for me, I'll be faithful. Like, I'm faithful. Like, I, I get it. Like, you know, you have to realize that. But but think of his life. I mean, it wasn't easy for him to be faithful. And it's not going to be easy for you to be faithful out there. You know, I thought it was very interesting <laughs> when the last disappointment is the they forgot to even tell him, you know, rem- remember me. I'm in jail. Tell them so, you know, I can get out. And, and none of that happened. And I that had to be as a human for him and his emotions as a human being. He was like, boy, this is the last straw. And yet God worked not in exactly the way that Joseph thought, hey, hey, remind them, yeah, they're going to come and get me because they reminded him. But he used a whole different thing of I need an interpretation of a dream. So sometimes God doesn't always answer the way we think, but he's always got the plan for change and hope and benefit to happen. 
so now as we're looking right now, what's really happening? Oh, uh, so cool. Well, it's 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 amazing what you just said. And then also, uh, there's another thing here that's just an, an afterthought that, you know, Joseph sold into these other two people's dreams. You know, and when you you know, and when at his worst mm. time, he's in jail and he <laughs> sold into these people's dreams, right? So sometimes. When you're not in the best place, if you will still sow into other people's lives, God will sow into mm. your life. And it's just a, it's something that just happens, something that I found out in my life, that you don't feel like it. You just do it, and then all of a sudden you realize you're being blessed. And it's not because wow. you're looking to be blessed. It's just, just how God works. That's you know? such a powerful <laughs> principle, Dominic. So powerful. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, so Beautiful. Joseph ends up, the thing is now he's, now his um, father, um, is, you know, obviously they're going through famine because that time comes. They need food, so they have to go to Egypt to buy food. Uh, he sends his sons. His sons meet Joseph. They end up bowing down to him. They don't even know who he is. Uh, but Joseph knows who they are. And, um, you know, the story gets to the point where um, they end up going back uh, with food. Um, but the money they brought, Joseph ended up telling the servants to put the money back in their back in their pouches and they go back and they realize and there's there's more to the story but they there, realize they, yes there they, is and we're getting to the end of our time do oh, you want to add a couple of scriptures we have about two minutes and i want them to be sure to be able to connect this story okay. and the principles with the scriptures that you wanted to dominic okay well, well so what ends up happening is that his, his he, he ends up giving at the end of this um he gives favor um Obviously, he, he, he lets his brothers know after they return a second time that who he is, and mm-hmm. he gives favor to them. He sends them back with all the money and all the food and says, listen, you know, his, you know go get my dad and bring him back here. And he, they bring his uh, dad back to a land area, and even Pharaoh gives uh, his family favor. So it really turns out, going back to the initial dream, when God gives you a dream, right, at the end, his brothers were so concerned about them being underneath Joseph. Well, that's exactly what de- definitely happened. I mean, Joseph, in a good way, and, and here's another good thing is, his brothers were really worried in front of Joseph. They were really mm-hmm. afraid. But Joseph told him, he goes, all along, he goes, listen, it wasn't you. God, this was God's plan to use you so I can be here and then to save you. Because not only did he save all the land, but he ended up saving his own family because if Joseph wasn't there, there might have been a famine where nobody would have came up with the strategy and his family would have died. So it's amazing how he tells his brothers, don't be afraid. I know that God put this whole thing together, you know, and now I'm here and now I can save my family. Like he saves his family. It was just, it's just so cool. And he, you know, he doesn't look for forgiveness. He just... He just mm. blesses them. He it just is. blesses them anyway. So. so our scripture I think we need to take away here is Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Praise God. Wow. Perfect ending. That takes uh, that takes us that takes us into another week of hope. Yeah, exactly. You know, it takes us into knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he'll meet you where you are and take you where you need to go. Hey, go to the church of your choice. Stop by Total Breakthrough. If you have a prayer request, look them up. Website Totalbreakthrough.org. Uh, Totalbreakthrough.org. Be faithful. Be faithful, yes. <laughs> Hebrews ten twenty three. Hey, we'll see you next week.
The preceding program has been furnished by Today's Living Hope.